Hi listeners, I'm Trey. And this is EY. Welcome to Pocast. Reviewing films with New Orleans flavor. Is this a bonus episode or a boner episode? That'll make sense later. Yeah, it will. Because today we are talking about two scary Halloween-inspired... I wouldn't call either of these scary. Well, but they're definitely at the opposite end of the spectrum. So we're going to be talking about the haunting of Bly Manor. Which I'm sure will also probably speak some of of Hill House. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, So spoilers ahead for either shows if you haven't seen them. Spoiler alert: There's houses called Hill House and Manor, and they're haunted. And then we're going to be talking about is it? I can't even remember the name. Hubie's Halloween. Both of these are brand new on Netflix for the month of October. Yeah, Hubie's. Is it Hubie Halloween or Hubie's Halloween? It might be Hubie Halloween. It really doesn't matter. It does. Um, which one do you want to discuss first? Want to um, fly manner? Start. Let's start strong. Or well, I was gonna say let's start on the down note of like drama <laughs> and quote unquote terror, and then okay. end on the high note of not drama and terror. So Hubie Halloween, absolutely. Okay, so I I used to be well i okay i still am a fan of adam sandler he his some of his non adam sandler movies are are, have been good i am not a fan of of comedy adam sandler anymore i used to be uh obviously probably for majority people out there who grew up in the 90s uh movies like billy madison Mm -hmm. happy gilmore water boy and i mean that's movies and but, I don't think it's a nostalgic factor because I have gone back and watched those movies and they, to me, still hold up. Yeah, they're very um, funny movies. As, as comedies, as Adam Sandler at his his peak, his comedic peak, I have not seen any of his other Netflix movies. The Western one. There uh, was a Western one? Yeah, uh, The Ridiculous Seven, I think. Oh, maybe um, I did hear about that. I don't. I, maybe I heard about it, but I probably didn't watch the trailer. I think there were a few others. I know uh, there's another one he did with what's her face from Friends, Rachel. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. When she was on a break, he has a he made like an eight film contract with Netflix, and and they they're successful on Netflix. Just like if they were released in theaters, they was would be the successful. movie he did with Chris Rock about like the fathers of the bride and groom was that a netflix movie or was that like a theater movie i think it was a netflix movie i think anything that has recently come out over the last couple of years mm-hmm. have been exclusive to netflix that I, one I think that was part of the good the deal okay well this one thought this one kind of looked good there's a couple of references to other adam sandler movies in this film the main character or the his his main love interest his love interest from Billy Ma- or not Billy Madison, sorry, uh, Happy Gilmore. It's was she in actress. Ha- She was in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, she was the and I forget her name, but in this movie, her name is Violet Valentine. No, Valentine. Yeah, I, I see. I, I didn't have been more prepared for this. I didn't but... remember her in Happy Gilmore, but I've seen her in other stuff. Like, obviously, I think her biggest one is like she's the mom in Modern Family. She was also in yeah. a lot of Lost episodes. So, like, I've seen her in a bunch of other stuff, and I think she's a decent actor. 
Yeah, she's not a bad actress. Until this movie. There's a lot of references in the beginning. If you've seen Adam Sandler movies, you know that there's always, or in majority of his films, there's always a, a redheaded bully named O'Doyle. Yeah. His love interest, their first Doyle last names. Rules. Yeah, start with VV. So they do a couple of callbacks. He does, of course, he does a stupid voice that is like nails on a chalkboard. He's essentially it, grown up water boy. The accent. I can't describe it. it. It's it's like Waterboy, but ten times worse. It's not even an accent. It's just Adam Sandler talking like dumb Adam Sandler. <laughs> that, that was really like, good. This is I mean, pretty much it for the entire movie. But it it was worse than that. Like I can take that accent. So I can't cool take if the I talk accent. like this for the rest of, of the podcast. I for the rest of this review, I, I think you should. Okay <laughs> um, then. As far as the plot, it, it's takes place in salem massachusetts during halloween obviously i guess really likes halloween but for some reason is afraid of everything because everything now those parts in the movie kind of made me laugh when there's like a a random halloween decoration that yeah just like just like going forward like this like i'm definitely gonna say this was a really dumb movie but there were a lot of just like little not even little jokes there were just a lot of gags that happened throughout the movie that I thought that actually did make me laugh. Uh, but the movie itself, I was just kind of like, uh. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. And and even, I'm sure, and I haven't, again, I haven't seen any of his other movies, but I'm sure it's the same effort put into the other couple of films he released on, well, on you Netflix. Well, you know why Adam Sandler is doing movies now, right? Like, why he's doing these comedy movies with, like, his the same group of actors that he's always worked with. Like, you know why he's doing these movies now. Yeah, I mean, he's come out and, and say it. He just does it to essentially a vacation. Basically, yeah. Um, and to employ Rob Schneider. Because... Essentially, yeah, Rob Schneider needs to pay rent. <laughs> I, I looked up her name. Her name's Julie Bowen, uh, plays Violet Valentine from Modern Family and, and all that. She's probably the second worst actress in this movie. I, I don't know what she was going with for her character, but she did treat Hubie Someone as dumb if he enough. was mentally handicapped. But at the same time, she was sexually was madly attracted in, to him. It was very disturbing. Yeah. Like the entire, like I watched it with a friend and every time she was like, oh, I love Hubie so much. I was like, oh my God, why did you get in like a car accident and hit your head? Like there is, there is nothing like you're right. It was, God, this is going to be bad against like mentally handicapped people, but just (laughs) he, he was just so, (sighs) he played, he played someone with a, a handicapped i mean he and even violet valentine her character the person she was married to before was kevin james's character so which i did her hate. standards were extremely low i don't know that beard and mullet i kind of had hair envy i i just like i'm gonna start wearing aviators 24 7 obviously there's nothing positive to say about this movie as for the actual plot i don't even know where to begin so this movie um, so is someone... about this movie is about hubie who is like the town loser has been for his entire life and literally every other character 
if they like all of the adults went to high school together and they all know each other and they all grew up together and everyone is basically stuck in that high school mentality and they're all bullying Hubie because he's such a loser and he's still as much of a loser as he was in high school. You find out that a psycho from the uh, from the insane asylum, from the mental hospital down the road from Salem, I guess, who I will say that is that was the first scene uh, was at the mental uh, mental hospital and Ben Stiller reprises his uh, nurse role from what was it? Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that was his character. From yeah, Happy like Gilmore, that. I I definitely appreciated that. It tricked me because I'm like, okay, if they start with that, like maybe this movie is actually going to be good because mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Like, the first 10 minutes of this movie is nothing but references to his other movies. The problem is, is after that, everything just goes to shit. But, like, a a psycho escapes from there and he goes to Salem. And this is when, like, from, like, a film or script structure standpoint, this is terrible because there's so much exposition shoehorned into so many scenes where, like, someone just sits there talking about, like, their entire history that's relevant to the movie. Like, you find out that uh, Kevin James' character, who is, like, the police chief, one of two cops in the entire city of Salem, and he apparently, like... He was the one who arrested the psycho and he sat in on his trial and he made sure he got convicted. So suddenly that psycho broke out and is back in town in Salem. So like that sets up the whole, uh, you know, the the psycho on Halloween thing. And then Hubie is such a loser, but he wants to make sure everyone has a safe Halloween for some reason. I, I don't remember if there was a reason for that or not, but yeah. Him no, was... and even if there was, none of it mattered. Yeah, it didn't. We're already talking about this movie too long are we okay (laughs) no 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 i'm i just want to get through it the plot in general with the the escaped psycho halfway through it ends up being hubie's neighbor who's played by steve buscemi of course and then somehow he he buys a house there's a subplot where he thinks he's a werewolf. Yeah, that's why he's crazy. He thinks he's a werewolf. That's and why he's crazy. He was roommates with Rob Schneider, who is a psycho peer who just pees on everything. Yeah, it's pretty much it's a, a red setup. Yeah, it's a red herring and set up to a big joke. But then the actual killer is is Hubie's mom. And I'll say that was my biggest disappointment in this movie because this movie, like you said, this had so many like actors and callbacks to other movies. I was desperately hoping that his mom was going to be played by Kathy Bates. I thought so too. I was so hoping and when it wasn't, I was so disappointed. <laughs> Although she had I've the s- best t-shirts. Cuz her and her friend would go to like a Goodwill and and buy the cheapest t-shirts and there were always <laughs> some sort of of joke. Or something really vulgar. Yeah, that was one um, of the jokes of the movie. The one of the running gags that I really enjoyed. <laughs> I want all of those t-shirts. Kayaking makes me wet. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be honest. Like, that running gag and the Halloween running gag, the direct decorations and him being scared were kind of the only two things in this movie. I see, mine was, bad. I like the t-shirts. And then anytime Hubie was running or riding his bike, people threw stuff at him. But as the movie progressed, the things they throw get bigger and bigger. At some point, someone throws a literal, like, TV at him. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, a crutch and a wheelchair. And at some point, he's running and bears literally get up in the forest and start throwing stuff at him. Like, yeah. that was another yeah. one that I, re- I really liked. But yeah, the real I, I, kill, the real, and it wasn't even killer. She was just kidnapping people that made fun of Hubie. Uh, the real villain was his mom. 
Yeah, and and the reason she was doing it was because of people bullying him and and being mean to him. But my biggest question was is, is one I felt like it just came out of nowhere. Like they needed a twist. Let's make it Hubie's mom because he was bullied. Blah blah yeah. blah. But you see people get taken away or kidnapped by her, but they like it's almost like a supernatural. Element. Yeah. Which, of course, they don't explain, because that's not this type of movie. I'm assuming she also had a thermos, and there was some device in that. That's my assumption. Maybe. I I just, and and I know I'm overthinking an an Adam Sandler Halloween movie, but um, that was probably one of my biggest complaints, is not only did the real killer kind of come out of nowhere, but the fact that you see these people get taken or go missing, and they're like, pulled back into oblivion never to be seen again but somehow this this little old lady is is doing that yeah ray leota ray leota who apparently in this also movie? needs to pay rent because these are the only things he does anymore yeah he plays like the crappy bad guy in a crappy movie he plays um, the bully it's it's a shame that's pretty much hubie halloween i yeah i wouldn't even say watch it to laugh because this movie has the laughs are are too far between like if you're hanging Um, out with a group of friends and you're like hey let's put on a halloween party for our social distancing halloween party like sure you know like i said like i watched this with a friend and it was enjoyable enough that i didn't hate it so if you had (laughs) to give this movie between one and five adam sandler cameos what would you give it? I think you should go uh, one to five uh, Rob Schneider's. One to five Rob Schneider needed to pay rent this week movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd have to give it a, a like a 1.5 or, <laughs> or a two. It's not the worst movie. It's not so bad. It's good. I, I think kind of what you said, I, I think you're right. Maybe if you had like a group of friends and you were drinking there was alcohol involved and you wanted to kind of put something on to have a stupid laugh and and kind of watch a bad adam sandler movie this would be a good movie to do it other than that it doesn't really have besides a couple of jokes here and there maybe like a two Mm -hmm. i i think it it's not the worst thing you know, I always say that I miss funny Adam Sandler movies, and I do. Because, yeah, you're right. I, I loved the movies that he made, like, in the 90s and uh, early 2000s. But I think the last good movie he did that was, like, a quote-unquote Adam Sandler movie was Click. I was really hoping this was going to be, like, the one that breaks the the trend that he's been doing lately of just bad, funny movies. It was not. I'm going to give it... You know, I'm probably going to give it a three, just because... I really, like, I kind of went into this movie hoping it was going to be better than it was, but I fully expected it not to be, and it met that expectation, so I guess I didn't have a lot riding on it, like, I wasn't disappointed in what it was, it was just, like, it was just stupid enough that I didn't hate watching it, I'll probably not watch it again. And, you know, like you said, there were, there were definitely jokes and stuff in the movie that I did laugh at. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a three and that's kind of, you know, throwing it a bone. I'll give it a three. Yeah. A a pity. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a pity. It's a pity three. It's a pity boner. Okay. So what's the next thing that we're talking about? 
Haunting of Bly Manor. It's not a sequel. It's not a continuation of The Haunting of Hill House. It's the next part of what they're doing, the the anthology series of The Haunting um, series. I, I don't know what you want to call it. Collection. But... It was called The Haunting Collection. Oh, okay. That's well, what it's called. I, I didn't pay attention to it. But I do kind of want to get your opinion, I think, maybe compared to... The first part of the series, um, The Haunting of Hill House, um, how did you feel so, watching this after Hill House? Because Hill House was an instant success. Yeah, and I, I, I think got House. everyone talking. Bly Manor, what was your kind of uh, overall thought uh, about that series? I mean, I've said it before, I'm not a huge horror fan, and I've been thinking about that statement all month, because I don't think that's necessarily true. It's not that I'm not a horror fan, I don't like jump scares. And, like, I, I don't like feeling scared, I don't like jump scares, but I do like the elements of the horror genre, and Hill House was really one of the first things that kind of started to bring me back into liking the genre of just horror movies. Um, Hill House did have a lot more jump scares, but not enough that it put me off of the show and the fact that i liked hill house was the reason i watched bly house if i didn't like hill house i wouldn't have watched this but i did and it's really hard to say that one was better than the other or you know i like this one better than the other because they were both so different and they were supposed to be different you know yeah i, I yeah. looked stuff up after i finished watching it i watched it within a day you know it's only about nine or ten episodes and where hill house was definitely a horror this was more of a gothic romance with creepy elements yeah uh wasn't scary at all so if you're looking for something to scare you this halloween bly manor isn't it that's not to say that bly manor is bad uh, cause I did, I did enjoy it. It was a nice story and it takes a little bit to pick up. Like it takes you like, you know, three or four episodes before things start really happening. You start really getting into it. But like once you do it, it does start to get really interesting and you start, I, I really enjoyed the story of Bly Manor and how, you know, each kind of ghost that's there, like, fits into this greater puzzle. Um, and they have one episode that's basically the history of Bly Manor, of, like, where the curse of these ghosts started with. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was the best episode of the entire season. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I loved it. That was my favorite episode. I thought that episode was fantastic. See, um, I was the opposite. I, oh, really? I hated that episode. Well, I, okay, I didn't hate that episode. I dislike that episode mm -hmm. i and other people have said this and i would have preferred the story have been scattered kind of throughout the other episodes because mm -hmm. to me it was what the second to last or like the third to last episode and yeah it felt like a big old exposition dump oh it was uh, it absolutely uh, was i like the story of the ghost i just wish they had they sprinkled a little more of that in the earlier episodes mm -hmm. and then kind of did the big reveal at some point around sure. that point of the story. I definitely agree that both series are, are different in, in a lot of ways. And this one has a lot of unsettling moments and mm -hmm. a few parts that kind of um, it didn't make me jump, but I felt like were scary moments. Scarier. Yeah, but this is definitely not 
the haunting of Hill House. No. This is a, a slower, which story. I think is a which I think is um, a good thing that it's not just the same thing that oh, they did yeah, something no, different I, enough that you really can look at these two as just completely different things. Yeah, and I love both series. I yeah. mean, Bly Manor at, is no way less of an experience mm-hmm. than Hill House. I liked all the characters, uh, just. You know, kind of like Hill House. I mean, I liked all the characters from from that series. I thought the acting was strong. I thought the story was strong. Plus, Ralph um, Cooley was in this, and I I think he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was he was really good. I liked his character. Um, very wholesome. Also, gentleman. I really want to use all of the puns he made. Like, yeah, he had a lot of best. bad jokes, <laughs> <laughs> but they were so good. I'll call alcohol you later. As this is part of an anthology, uh, it's from what I understand, it's very much like American Horror Story in that way that it has a lot of the same actors coming in as like different characters, which I thought was really cool. Like the the young dad, the the guy that played the young dad in Hill House is in it, which apparently he's Elliot from E.T. Henry Thomas. Yeah, I guess is that him? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's apparently Elliot from E.T., which I didn't know that, which I was like, okay, cool, but he's in it. The junkie brother from Hill House is in it. The the sister who could, like, see people's minds or memories or whatever it was from Hill House, she's the one that plays, like, the ghost at the end. And then, of course, Nell, the actress that played Nell in Hill House, is, like, the main character in this one. Yeah, Um, that's uh, Victoria... Pedretti. Yeah. Um, I apologize if I mispronounce her, but, her last name. But I, I loved her in this this series. I, I, didn't. I thought Oh, you didn't? I thought no. she was fantastic. I liked her character. And I, I mean just, her character was fine. There was I don't know, she just she annoyed me, honestly. Okay. I found her to be annoying more often than not. Like her and the kids. Like that was that was one of my first big critiques on this movie is that uh, of this show is that like the like her and the kids were pretty much like the central figures of the mm-hmm. show and i thought they were the weakest part like the best part of the show was all of the supporting cast like i thought they were fantastic but the main characters were like poorly acted and you know let's give it to them they were child actors whatever but they i just i found them to be really annoying yeah, I, I and I get what you're saying. I I agree with the the child actors. I I kind of felt the same. They just didn't click with me, um, especially the the little girl. Perfectly splendid. I, I I don't know how to describe it. Like you said, they're kid actors. Yeah, you but, you, you give them some leeway to whatever. But yeah, but I I felt that you know the main actress uh, Victoria did mm. really well, and and I. I agree with the supporting cast. I, I think they're kind of the highlight. Um, everyone talks about Hannah. Is, is Hannah? Oh, Hannah Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, she was cool. And uh, Ralph Owen's character, Owen. Yeah, Owen. I will say one of my favorite aspects about this show, though, and it's something that happens in like the first episode that I kind of lost my mind about, is that you know. Because of the anthology, like I said, actors come in from Hill House and are in this show, but also the interior of Bly Manor is the same interior as Hill House. And I love that. Yeah, I like that too. I didn't know that. You told me that before I, I watched it, and I like that too. And I, I assume that's going to be something they're going to keep up I with. I really hope it I is. Think, I think it makes a nice touch. Yeah, it, I really, I really the, like that. 
the house itself, the exterior is all different. Yeah, completely different the house. The interior is is the same house. And yeah. it kind of gives you that like that eerie kind of feeling, unsettling, it, it, as if this house is like going through different times and history. Yeah, it which I mean Hill House did, but, let's be honest. Hill House had an element of time travel. But yeah, no, I did I did really enjoy this. And you know, I got a little curious after watching the show because obviously Hill House was based off of the book, uh, Haunting of Hill House. Uh, so I was really curious what this was based off of, and it's actually based off and I may not have the author right. I want to say the author was Henry James, but uh he wrote uh a short story, Turn of the Screw, and that's what the most of the show was based off of, but it's actually it also pulls to other short stories that he's written to kind of make this original story, which I really, I appreciated that. Out of one out of five haunted houses, what would you give um, Bly Manor? Um, I would give Bly Manor a three. I th- oh, okay. Like, I thought it was good. I did. I thought it was good, but it didn't, like, it didn't leave me as interested in it as like hill house did which i would say i would give hill house a four and honestly my three also just comes from preference it was kind of a slow burn so it did take a while for me to really get into it and yeah it wasn't what i was expecting uh which again isn't a bad thing but had i known more about what kind of movie it was or i'm sorry tv show it was I probably wouldn't have been as interested in it. You know, I wanted, I, you know, like, like I always say, I like a bit more fast paced. I like a bit more action going on, a little more urgency to it, where this was, it was a really slow, although nice, gothic, romantic show. The end did make me cry, though. What about yeah. you? If you had to I, give I, it one to five creepy dollhouses. I, I would give Bly Manor a four. Um, Hill House is definitely a five out of five as someone who I I love horror movies. I love unsettling, slow, spooky movies. So both of these are kind of right up my alley, whereas Hill House was a little more faster pace and and in your face. Think if this one didn't have the episode that was just one big exposition dump. I think it would have gotten a higher rating from me. Mm-hmm. Um, Hill House, easily, to me, a 5 out of 5. Bly Manor makes me want to go back and watch Hill House. And I kind of do, too, will. honestly. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, remember to rate and review us on your preferred podcast app. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast Nola Podcast or on Twitter at Podcast Nola. If you want to see everything in one place, visit our website at podcastnolapodcast.com. Suggestions and feedback, positive or negative, can be sent to podcastnolapodcast at gmail.com.